0: Welcome back to One Track Minds, the show where we take a song, usually within the punk or emo realm, and we look at it in comparison to the entire album and the band's history sometimes, and uh, (laughs) with varying degrees of uh, intensity. Um, I'm Devin, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt. Hey, what's going on? And we um, selected last week for discussion this week. I selected... um, the song Gifts off of Propagandi's uh, Less Talk, More Rock, 1996. To tired, uh, from Winnipeg. I don't know. I, I know Matt's heard of them. I'm just not sure his uh, experience listening to it. So, um, what is your experience with Propagandi, Matt?
1: I had definitely heard of Propagandi. Um,. My cousin was a big uh, punk and that was a band that he loved and I had heard of a lot, especially in relation to John K. Sampson, who is the lead singer uh, of The Weaker Thence. And so I knew of the band, but I had never actually taken the time to listen to them, if I'm being completely honest. Mm -hmm. A lot of like political punk uh, didn't like it like it never drew me towards it uh i think a lot of it was like incepted into me uh through like the more emotional uh more like weaker than ish type of music uh and so i got it that way but i was never somebody who was driven to listen to a mostly political punk band it just never was my go-to listening material (laughs) if
0: i'm being honest I do feel like selecting less talk, more rock is, was kind of uh, intentional in that regard. Cause like, I, I obviously like <laughs> the political meaning of the record is on full display is what I'm trying to say. Um, it doesn't hide anything. Um, but I do think that there are a lot of, uh, personal songs, um, that will, um, kind of have like a diary aspect that really like the lead singer propaganda, um, I think it's Chris Hanna. There's a lot of personal songs that I think I, I'm going to assume, hopefully, well, I, you liked, and I, I want to hear what you thought about them if uh, this was your first time listening to the record. But I, I purposely chose Gifts because it's a great song, and it's kind of like, at the very least, I I give you the gift of a, of another uh, Weaker Than song that you may never have heard. so
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I do have a lot of thoughts. I do have a lot of thoughts about... Um, this record and I did like it. Um, of course I am aligned with the political message that they're sending. And I am a very confrontational person who, um, especially when I was younger would enjoy, uh, rigorous, uh, debate and, um, confrontation in the way that it seems like they really enjoyed. Mm. Um, and I love the story of this record Let's Talk More Rock, because um, this is their, I guess, second full-length record. Mm -hmm. And so they had kind of released this record as a confrontational response to the audience that had been built around their first record, which was How to Clean Everything.
0: Yeah, they were saying, like, I I don't know if you watched the Q interview um, with Chris Hanna. Did you watch that?
1: I did watched half of it yeah 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 so uh, same
0: i, I watch what pertained to our our discussion and yeah so right yeah um how to clean everything i i guess uh appealed to like the, yeah the skate punk uh no effects kind of crowd and then less talk more rock was kind of um <laughs> just a direct f you to those people and they said that the, the, the record sales plummeted but uh when i on the interview i watched when he said that he he said it with a smile and uh
1: yeah, he said it was good for us, and he was, seemed so happy. I mean, I can relate to that uh, lack of, or that like kind of apathy to like commercial success. Like, I per, for me, for my own personal like uh, projects, I am more interested in like speaking to uh, my values and what I believe in. And like, I think I would care less about how many people uh, were. Following me, if I had like a, an audience that I completely disagreed with, I would also try to get rid of them.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yes, I I think that uh, it's a great point. And, and I just watched that interview uh, waiting just here, like at my computer, just because I was like, oh, is there anything relevant that uh, Chris Hanna talked about? Let's talk more rock. And, and surprisingly, nothing from the 90s. I couldn't I don't know if you had any more luck. I couldn't quite find any interviews from the time. But uh, Victory Lap, I guess, which was like a later Propaganda album, he, he did a lot of interviews and and periodically would talk about um, 1996 and Let's Talk More Rock. So I learned a little bit on that and it was on I, it was on Fat Records, um, which is No uh, NoFX's record label, uh, bands like Lagwagon and a pr- pretty like I wouldn't say just pretty standard punk you know just the standard punk rock label and and this album stands out so much compared to those other 96 albums um and and it still holds up so like i was excited to re-listen to it um as sort of an adult um because like i remember it being quite impactful uh when i was younger uh how to clean everything as well i really enjoyed um when i was younger I'm not really like a current propagandi fan, is I just don't know the the new stuff that much. It kind of moved away from um just purely musically. It it, it sidestepped to like a just something that I'm less drawn when towards. The vain. Vaces, palm faces pale. I do
1: find that that's typically the 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 case is that bands become less like the music is not as good as as bands age. I, I feel like it's almost you almost never see a band get better with age.
0: It's interesting because there is like um, I, I know people who are propagandi fans and they will not listen to the first two records. And so, like, I think there's two camps. Basically, there's like I like punk rock propaganda or I like like. The new kind of uh I hardcore hard rock kind of I, i'm not sure how you would classify it it's still good music but um it is just different it's just a different genre it's like afi you know it's like you could like two afi albums and not even recognize like a later afi album so, so sure just or like evolution. weezer
1: are we like weezer yeah. the first two records are like impeachably good and then everything else is awful
0: yeah, so but I just there want are people to say that, that
1: love that record. Yeah, the, exactly. they love the later stuff.
0: Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, the new propaganda stuff not, by by no means is is awful in any way. It's just it's just no. a different genre. It is just a different genre of music. Um, it, but and, yeah. so, but like what what I thought was really interesting was that was was this
1: bizarre mix <laughs> of confrontational, aggressive political punk music, and then. Two songs with John K. Sampson that do not fit the record at all. But I love, like I love the songs. I love Gifts. I love Anchorless. Anchorless ended up, I think, becoming a song on another record. I didn't look this up, but I've heard that song before. So why were you so
0: anchorless? A boat abandoned in some backyard. Anchorless. A small town that you lived Yes, Anchorless in, is a weaker than song as well, so. That's why I didn't pick that one, even though arguably the better John K. Samson song on the record. But I picked the one that specifically is just a propaganda song. And and there's this weird cadence to the to the album where you get like you get like these Chris Hanna songs that are like super autobiographical, usually about maybe like his experience with sexuality or or politics. And then you get uh, (laughs) every once in a while you get this John K. Samson song that's like just pure emo um, and then yeah. you get like this third kind of song that is a more, um, a more like aggressive kind of a hint to, to what is coming in the future of propaganda. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, the only good fascist is a, de- is a very dead fascist. The gifts g- starting going into that song is like quite a, like a journey if you're not ready for it. So what, what ended up happening and something that, uh, Chris Hanna
1: was talking about in the interview on Q was that they were like the, the entire, the audience was turning against the band. Uh, like he, like they would basically get the entire crowd against them during this tour. Um, and he found it intoxicating. John K. Sampson did not. And (laughs) I think it made him feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And he believed that he, they were creating too dangerous of an environment, um, which i think led to the formation
0: of the weaker dance yeah I, i'm not too to, sure like it led to him leaving the band have you ha, did you um like did you have any interviews or anything with john k sampson where he talked about um let's talk more rock or even just like the early propaganda?
1: no this is basically going off of just researching it and like hearsay so i don't know if that's exactly ha- mm-hmm. why he left the band but i mean I could see, at least for me, I could see not wanting to be a part of something so incendiary.
0: Yes, yeah. Some people thrive off of the confrontation, and some people yeah. don't.
1: Um. <laughs> I like it to a degree, but I don't want it all the time. Like if I was going to every every show, we were dealing with, uh, like I was dealing with like an angry an angry mob. I think it would become tiresome even though it's like for a good cause is it like what's the like I sometimes worry like think about like am I accomplishing anything by by engaging with these people that disagree with me so deeply
0: yeah I think um as you get older too you kind of (laughs) uh get over that I think uh which is Something that Chris Han was talking about as well where where he's saying that like he found this era kind of silly in a sense that he was like yeah. really pontificating and um, you know, just going off politically at shows and, and and really voicing like all this new stuff he was discovering about the world and himself. And uh as you get older, I think there's just a little bit more space to breathe (laughs) and not everything seems like um
1: like how do you do you think do you believe this like shaped you in terms of your worldview this record
0: well that's a good point because like when i selected it i did say that this album for me in some way represents um what it feels like in a way to be a canadian politically i don't know if that's just like a canadian my age or or in kind of like switched on with like a punk kind of background. Um, But, but it's just like, I, I, I feel like this album, if you present it to an American crowd and you present it to a Canadian crowd, one of them would find it like extremely volatile. And one would say like, well, that's just sort of a normal kind of left wing view. (laughs) So um, it, it probably, I don't think this record directly shaped me in, I mean, I don't know. It's, that's an impossible question to answer. Um, but um, their next record, uh, Today's Empire's Tomorrow's Ashes, that one was probably my most listened to propaganda album. And that one, um, I do remember at the time when I was kind of thinking more about like the world around me, that that really kind of was a big influence. Um, so that one that, I, I didn't
1: yeah. listen to it did that that one came out after 9-11 um it,
0: it i believe it came out in uh b- just before 9-11 so okay um but yeah so it's not really i don't know but it happened i like i remember 9-11 happening and at the same time when i was listening to that record as well so so it definitely came up before, Oh my gosh, but, very prescient.
1: Very prescient. Yeah. It was it was February 6, 2001, so before yeah.
0: 9/11. Yeah. and I remember buying it and listening to it and listening to it and then and American politics was like kind of a, like a big background thing at the time obviously and and with 9/11 and things, so um it's a good record. It's kind of like the last transition between this type of propaganda and and what's to come. Um and um it's really good, but uh yeah um uh, i don't know Does there any uh standout tracks that aren't uh like john k samson's two songs on it that you i mean enjoyed?
1: obviously you're gonna you're gonna notice the spoken word yeah interludes a little bit more uh i um uh, i like the so the so disservice uh announcement which, which i think was like uh like a replication of a of like a an article that they wrote an editorial that they wrote in the in the uh or that was posted in the Winnipeg newspaper and it was uh basically you know like a way of them like trying to persuade uh the public that they're that they were doing more good than than evil, and mm-hmm. it was uh, a very interesting uh, article for them to pick to to reread. I, it was very thought provoking. I I, lo- I I do love this stuff. I don't find it. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. I I do like listening to political punk.
0: I don't know why it's not the thing that I.
1: I just. I just. It's like a weird thing to throw on, like when you're chilling.
0: Yeah, it has to be done properly as well, which I don't think there's that many. Um, no examples of it be very
1: heavy-handed
0: yes and this is definitely heavy-handed i'm gonna say it is this is heavy-handed those songs are good and well-crafted so i don't know there's a there's a really like i'm not gonna listen to crass or something like i'm not gonna turn that on on a party but you know you might turn on resisting tyrannical government by propaganda and lork or uh, we thought the nation states was a bad idea that that song is probably one of their more popular songs and it's just catchy it's good music and and that's like what this album is it's like that's the song let's talk more rock like the title track when they're just like we it's just boring to keep spitting out the words that you keep ignoring and it's just like a direct message to just uh like th- the contradiction between like them writing punk catchy music that could be featured in a skateboarding video and then when you just look you know at it at all you see like these very poignant kind of political points so um and i think that's the case with a lot of music where people don't always
1: actually listen to what like they're not listening to the words well there was that uh, thing where
0: like tom morello uh like kind of recently was like said something about you know neo-nazis and government or something and and then like, some right-wing people were like, oh, I used to like Rage Against the Machine. Why'd you have to make it political? And I said, well, you've never listened to it's Rage Against the Machine. It's always political, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine is one of the bands that would fit into the category, I think, of um, good music with a strong political message. Um, I agree. Yeah, so, like, it, it's it's rare, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, standouts for me, though, refusing to to be a man, I think, as well, is, like, a really... Um, I love that song. That song to me kind of encapsulates, like, yeah, like the best parts of this record, I think. Um, and the line—I thought uh, it was a good ending. I thought it was yes. a great way
1: to end the record, and like yeah. it leaves me feeling happy. I had different desires prior
0: to my role remodeling, and the of age don't challenge the claims. You feel. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. It's like,
1: like yeah, I'm with you, buddy.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and you kind of go on a journey with I I don't want to say character, but like with the the songwriter in through this this album. And um it's it's great. <laughs> I don't know, it is great. Like I didn't even when I picked it, I I didn't kind of I never kind of listened to it as like a whole piece before in a sense. Um and and it's really good. And Gifts and, and kind of stands out as one of the reasons to pick it is because it does kind of stand out as a it's like an aside it's like a a little (laughs) i don't know like soliloquy on the side that's just like and here's just a song a nice song by john k sampson um (laughs) same with Anchorless. yeah Yeah. it was ready he was
1: ready to go he was like i'm 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 this is my audition tape for the weaker dance
0: yeah yeah and it's great and um and that's why those those two songs are just weaker than songs which is it's fine but um and then is yeah. there any uh, better chorus than uh, jesus saves gretzky scores for our canadian week uh i love that i i believe that's in uh resisting tyrannical government i think uh and of course is yeah. jesus Saved gretzky scores yeah good good stuff uh because he's apparently chris hannah is a big hockey fan as well aren't we all I yeah sure <laughs> I don't want to make any <laughs> I enemies. am I am a big I don't I, I'm a big something.
1: sports fan. I I I uh I don't know, it's just the way that I I grew up with sports. So I I have a weird uh crossover of like um uh, loving punk music and listening to sports which I mean sometimes connects but often does not.
0: So um yeah, I don't know if you have anything um that you've other facts or anything that you found out i I, all i did was really listen to the album and watch that one interview so i apologize well i thought that interview was extremely enlightening um yeah it seems like a great i mean like i i have never really i didn't really know much about chris hannah like as a person or or watching interviews of his so I, i thought it was interesting it might be something i go back to kind of seek out just to see some more motivations of like this band, which is, is is really interesting, and and it might lead me into kind of maybe giving the the later stuff um, another shot. Uh,
1: I'm willing to listen to it. I'm 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 intrigued. Um, I think we didn't really talk about the record cover where they mm, wrote yes. they, literally wrote animal friendly, anti fascist, gay positive, pro feminist on the cover with a picture of the 1984 Calgary Stampede. Uh, I thought was. De- very again confrontational very clearly delineating where they stood uh, yeah
0: like a disclaimer politically <laughs> yeah <laughs> like just don't buy it yeah right off the bat if, if you're going to be triggered by any of these uh types of messaging um which is right. great yeah completely in 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 contrast with with other ba- albums that came around came out around the same time like i'm thinking like i listened uh like uh, like Dude ranch, like by blink, and like things like that, it's like where like being gay was just a joke, right? And to have this come out around the same time is is very progressive. Um, it makes me yeah. that's kind of like what I mean, like it's like a proud like, it makes me proud to like, I don't know, <laughs> be a part of a, a culture that ha- has this type of art represented.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, I I was listening to a podcast on um uh, on Blink-182 and they were talking about how like like they were not part of the outsiders. They were like in Southern California, they were like the cool kids. Like those were the Yeah. They were the like the bros. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Mark Cop is like the cure, but I mean, they were like not part of the outsider group that like i think speaks more to me anyways
0: yeah i still love one
1: Blink Blink. too. i still love them
0: yeah i like one too but dude ranch is like one of my favorite albums yeah and, and i i, do, I bought the
1: tape it, i bought the cassette what's that oh, did
0: you i had the cd I, I it's cringy though like i listened to it as an adult and i am uh i feel a little bit of embarrassment of like some of the songs um, well, now
1: we're going off into like a Blink One uh, Eight Two rant, but like I, I actually think Dude Ranch is like an incredibly interesting, um, like goodbye letter to the punk scene. Like I think they, 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 it, like it's, it's, it's like really just uh, we don't want to be a part of this scene anymore. We want to be famous. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. That's what Dude Ranch is, and it's like really interesting when you look at it from that per- when you listen to it from that perspective. It's like. Like, wow. Like, they knew exactly what they wanted. They, they did not want to be a part of the punk scene anymore. They wanted to make money. Yeah.
0: And then, and we're only talking about it because it's in such contrast to what we're, to the, the album in question, Let's Talk More right. Rock. Yeah. It's, it's complete opposite story, basically. <laughs> it's the opposite. They, they, Let's Talk More Rock sought to have fewer people. Yeah. Like them and just a higher caliber of, of fan or someone like only people who would appreciate the the messaging. Um, and right on the Wikipedia I'm on, it's like the album it was expressly political to weed out jocks and bros in the audience, which is uh, when you look at Enema of the state coming next from Blink, it's like the opposite. Ex- yeah. Expli- explicitly to draw in jocks and bros. So, um, what, well, they what... both achieved what they thought <laughs> yeah, out. I like to think of just like people uh, the exact person who passed up propagandi's Let's Talk More up and then went and bought uh, Anima of the State, which I'm sure that there's lots of people like that.
1: <laughs> sure. Um, all right. So are we ready to uh, talk about what's coming up next or did you have anything else you wanted to add about Propagandi?
0: I want to add one thing, Matt, Matthew. Um, yeah. Your own thing, because like, I am quite interested in hearing a Sputnik review on this. <sighs> As it it is it is purposely an inflammatory record. So,
1: my Sputnik review. Okay, I did not prepare a Sputnik review, but let's quickly take a look and see if there's anything here. You're gonna have to vamp while I take a look here.
0: Well, I will just say in the meantime that um, we do we are on TikTok 1tm. Um, if you're, I don't if you want to follow us, I don't know. Um, and then YouTube, um, 1tm podcast, I think. Um, we are uploading video now, so you can look forward to that. If you wanted to see the video with a few lazily edited images of maybe for context. Oh, of what I we're love talking.
1: it. I'm um, so excited about it. I, I really love the, uh, I really love the images that you added in there. And you know, it's it adds a lot of flavor, Oh
0: man. Actually, since we're talking just quickly about the show, it's like, I was looking up clips, um, of lost for, um, our last episode uh monine and then i started getting recommended videos on lost and then i watched four hours of like in-depth lost analysis like one day and uh it makes me want to rewatch the show so (laughs) that kind of weird journey of me just like randomly looking up a clip of uh the title of the track and then uh getting back into this show so um it's a good show uh, but yeah, so uh, I feel like that is not enough time. You're still looking.
1: You know, it's fine. I uh, have found there are only two reviews. Okay, let's hear them. We're of just... Less Talk More Rock. So uh, let's see what Tom79 had to say. Yeah, Tom DeLonge. Might not... Tom DeLonge79. <laughs> so this record was written by Aliens. No, I'm just kidding. Let's Talk More Rock has few flaws. Lyrically, their intelligence and knowledge show, but instrumentally, the band has done better technically. I mean, he's basically saying what we're saying that this is not a perfect record. At least in my opinion, this is not a perfect record. Would you agree?
0: A perfect record. I mean, I mean, that's interesting. I don't believe in a perfect record. Okay. It is the best version of this record i think that could exist i don't know that more skillful uh guitar playing or whatever this person's referring to would make it any better um and i can't quite if i in in a perfect world it might be edited down a few tracks for me but i I don't know man i can't i don't i don't subscribe to like uh a world where perfect records exist so i mean it was a three oh he actually gave it a 4.0
1: which is, you know, that's excellent. pretty
0: solid. That's I would give it. I would give some songs on the user five out of five. Some of my favorite songs ever written. However, as a whole, the record, yeah, like a four out of five, yeah. But we we don't rate records now. This here, guy,
1: though. this guy, smokers die younger. Uh, a very uh, interesting username. He has mixed feelings about the record. Okay. Uh, in some ways, he wants to give it a superb rating. and In other ways, I want to give it an average some brilliant messages, some weak messages within, as well as some powerful music and some weak music.
0: (laughs) Oh, nice. I mean,
1: that's basically where I land, if I'm being completely honest. Like, there's some real strength uh, that really, like, excited me. And uh, the songs that we talked about, uh, especially the John K. Samson songs, of course, I love. Yes. Um, Intentionally, um, I
0: I, I picked those. I knew that, like I said, that was my my ticket in. And even if you dislike this record and you want to talk to it about it, I knew that like song 10 gifts, that was a given of something you would at least enjoy, which to me is like perfect for this format of the show, like where we're taking the one track and then contrasting it because it is different enough to actually have a good conversation around it. Um, Yeah. I do.
1: I do. I do. I gotta, I gotta take smokers die younger to task here for some factual inaccuracies. He says Anchorless has the bassist Todd the Rod singing instead of his instead his voice is of a much lighter tone. Todd the Rod.
0: <laughs> uh, what's your favorite Todd the Rod song? I love the last I love last them end. All. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Todd the Rod also left the band to create his own <laughs> side project. But uh, that is that is all I've got from Sputnik.
0: Is there an actual, Todd the Rod, Todd, I, is that, hang on, I'm really going to quickly look because I think that is a member of the beca- band, that will become a member of the band maybe called Todd, Um, hard to say, get us at, get at us in the comments if you know if there's a, if you are, are well versed in the complete lineup of Propagandi over the years, which we are not, Um, and we don't do enough research on this show, so no problem. I think we do fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. We do need Amanda to, to to write us more of a Google Doc. But yeah, I think exactly. we did fine. We watched a half of an interview.
0: I did watch half of an interview. I made it to 17 minutes in and then it became pretty uh, just irrelevant to our discussion, yeah. so I didn't want to fill my brain too much with uh...
1: Okay, uh, I am going to have to get out of here because i got to go pick up my son from baseball camp, so I am ready to give you the next song if you're ready.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, what is it, Matt?
1: The next song that we are going to be discussing for Canada Month is The Coast by Pup. From the record, the dream is over.
0: Well, look forward to that next week then, everybody, and thank you for listening. Um... Like I said, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Search 1TM and uh, hopefully you find us. Um, That's it for us. So thank you. All righty.
1: Okay, bye.